Hello everybody, uh, welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. I'm Jose. I'm Mike. What did you think of Justice League? <laughs> I had a terrible time. I saw <laughs> a horrible time. It was so it was actually so aggressively stupid and boring. At times I was looking at you just cuz I wanted you to go I wanted to know that someone else was seeing this shit. You know? And you weren't getting that from me. Uh, well, I mean you were certainly you were more attentive. To, you, you were less I was distracted by how stupid it was at points. And to the point where I just had to like I say just, just know that someone else was agreeing with how stupid this was. But you were paying so much attention, I thought you hadn't realised that it was really as stupid as it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you were, it kept your attention much more than mine. Well, I think, you know, because for me, these movies really are like a teen dream come true. I mean, I grew up with these comic books and I love the comic books and so on. Um, and so, you know, I want to see what Aquaman is, is like. And I'm interested in, you know, who's playing the Flash now and what kind of Flash it is and things like that. Mm. So, um, I mean, I think you're right. Is it not a teen dream gone wrong, though? Like, like I always... I do All hear... teen dreams go wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do hear people talk about, you know, if you, it, it, when you were growing up in the 70s and 80s and you were reading comics, if you were told that one day you would have these holistic universes of integrated film and TV and games and comics and all the rest of it, all with your characters all together all the time and these brilliantly produced things, you know, you would have believed it and you'd have been so ecstatic. And so that it's happened and the film is disappointing. It, it, is, it, is, it is very disappointing. I mean, it's really corny and it's really dumb and some of the things are really leaden and some of the things that are meant to be funny are not really funny at all. Like no, it pushes it. It makes a few jokes. It got a few mild laughs, even out of me. Yeah, it got a few mild laughs, and but it um, also misses just as much as it hits in the laughter department. Yeah, I really the only one who land well to to me was interesting was uh, Ezra Miller. Guy, yeah, who Ezra Miller as Barry Barry Allen. Yeah, I mean, you know, he did the best. Uh, uh, watching Ben Affleck was a painful experience. He's just so wooden and leaden, you know, and I thought he'd gotten better um, <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I very much liked him in Gone Girl. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a decent actor when he, he's got good material, I think. I don't think there's a lot of material in this. Well, a better actor would have done more with this. Uh, so, Possibly. I mean, he's just like completely wooden, uh, really inexpressive. I mean, it's like he's doing his whole performance with the level of grunting that he does, right? He has, a, he has quite a deep, gravelly voice in this. And it just feels like, oh, you know, he's expressing, you know, uh, anger, disappointment or whatever. And it's just like levels of grunting, decibels of grunting. You know, how deep does his voice go? It's just kind of a, a blank, really. Yeah. Um, so that was terrible. Uh, uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane, grated on my nerves like anything. I really loved Margot Kidder in the original films, and I just, I just, I just thought this was awful. And a lot of it is really what uh, what she's given to do. Uh, but you know, kind well, of... I, I think that's the problem with most of them. I think that is, like I say, also the problem with Affleck. Yeah, for the most part. But she's clearly a better actor than Ben yeah, Affleck. Yeah, I mean, and I think she does give a better performance than Ben Affleck, but. Um... Yes. She has nothing to do. She's only got about four lines anyway. I know. And the dialogue that she's given, mm. oh, a new hope and, you know, 
above, you know, when yeah, the people, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. It was so painful. Yeah. <laughs> she spends most of the film just pining for Superman. And Superman died at the end of the previous one, and so, you know, is he coming back? And I miss him, and ugh. I know, it was terrible. And then, spoiler alert, he comes back, and <laughs> a fucking scene in a cornfield where she has his hands on his chest, and isn't it nice? And I have stuff to do, and I miss you, and I like being alive. That was also embarrassing as well, you know? So, Superman comes back from the dead, and really, that's mainly an excuse to have him with his shirt off for 20 minutes. Right, and well, it is a Zack Snyder film. Sorry, it is a Zack Snyder film. I mean, he, I mean, three hundred was an excuse to have lots of men with their shirts off for an hour and a half. I know, and I like looking at Henry Cavill. It's a pleasure. Well, it it normally is a pleasure for me, as you know, but I found this embarrassing, really, because it was just like kind of so obvious. There's nothing else going on in the film, so let's get him to take his clothes off. Really, I I found this embarrassing, um, and and actually particularly since. Uh, uh, the only one who doesn't really is Ben Affleck. Obviously, he's too big a star to bother to get in shape. <laughs> I think he's got too big a chest. I think if he took his top off, he'd be sexy than Superman, and that can't happen. Uh, well, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. Uh, anyway, it was terrible. Uh, what do you think of the special effects? Uh, I mean, the well, there are some nice. Um, uh, the Flash running around with the lightning stuff is kind of nice. There was some fun. It, I, 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 the um, I suppose it's not so much special effects; it's the way he's edited at points because he moves so quickly. So the camera will it will be like a, uh, what's the word? What's the word for a cut where you stop the camera and move stuff and then start it again, like they used to do in the nineteen ten. Stop motion. Almost stop motion. I can't remember the, the the name for it, but it's like the way you would do special effects when George Melier did them. Right. You know, stopping the camera and then having a guy move and then starting it again, and it's like he's moved across the screen. The same sort of thing they do with the flash in this to make it look like he's quick. Yeah. They make get some jokes out of that and things, but but in terms of the CG and like the big effects, mm. um, it's it, they're not terrible, but they're not they're functional. I mean, well, I mean, I, I thought actually the production values were excellent. It's just that they were very they were they were they were terribly conceptualized like you know to me the whole movie looked like a 1970s uh, uh, heavy metal rock album right mm-hmm. you know the kind of that's the way that the villain is conceptualized that's the music that accompanies Aquaman what, you know what? and that busy bat insect kind well, of well I mean this is the thing the, the fucking the villain is called Steppenwolf which is a band from the 70s which is a which is a heavy metal Canadian rock band from the 70s yes. they were born to be wild you can't have a villain called every time they said Steppenwolf but, it, but it's also a mythological character I don't it? care <laughs> but it's not it's not actually a mythological character it's it's a German word I think it means coyote right and it's and it's given to the name of this villain but I don't think it's a mythological character and and the fact that they keep I read so obviously it's a previously existing character from the thing yes. from, from the comics but the, the, the fact that every time someone says Steppenwolf I was thinking of the band, which won't be a problem for most people because no one's heard of Steppenwolf these days. All the all the kids with the cheese in their eyes that go and see this don't know what Steppenwolf is. But I'm thinking, if you're not going to play Born to Be Wild in the final fight, <laughs> you haven't done your job. And of course, they don't. <sighs> and in fact, what they do do is they play heavy metal when Aquaman fights fights him, and it's just some rock thing. But I'm thinking, if there's no amount of heavy metal that will make me think that. A fucking fish man is a superhero. 
Yes. It's so disappointing, Aquaman. Um, you see, I read a novel called Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse when I was a teenager. Well, I may have to take this back, but I, I'm uh, reasonably sure it's not uh, like a... Uh, like so, a myth or something. Yeah, anyway, well, I, I read this Herman Hess novel, and uh, Her- Steppenwolf is a, a poetical self-portrait of a man who felt himself to be half-human and half-wolf. Uh, this Foss-like and magical story, ta-ta-ta. Um, so, anyway, that's what, that's, that's what came to my mind first. Mm. Just that, you know, I, re- I remember it as a fictional character. I couldn't quite remember from where. Obviously, this has no relation to it, or very little relation to it. Yeah. Um, and he definitely looks like, you know, a combination of um, Hellboy and some heavy metal album or something. There's, there's an element of... I think it's one of the like ultimate bad guys that's going to be coming up in the Marvel films. Has mm. like a big purple face, and I think he looks like that. And also, actually, this film ends up when they defeat him, um, they're left with the big horned helmet, yeah. which is the same trophy that Thor Ragnarok starts off with. Yes, I mean go. these things have cross pollination. There's no imagination in any of these things. No, well, you know, certainly not in this one. <coughs> I mean. Um, I hated almost everything about it. <laughs> you know, kind of, I told you in the cinema how awful I thought Batman's costume is. And you said, well, that's what you're worried about, you know, of all the things that are wrong with all this the biggest problem. <laughs> I mean, I But just, I think it's an important thing. I kind of liked it, to be honest. I thought he looked like a big rock man. He looks like a tank, mm. you know, and I just thought it was like a stupid way of dressing Batman. How would you have dressed him? I would dressed. I would have dressed them in a sl- slinky, skin tight uniform. You know that's kind of part of the pleasure of these things. Affleck, you know why don't why don't you put Wonder Woman in a tank? You know. Because, what? The fish should be in a tank. No, well, Wonder Woman's had all these different costumes. You could have, you know, she had a, at one point she had a skirt that went below the knee. No, I just so, I mean that's just a fish tank joke. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I, if any if any of the superheroes is going to convey sort of raw, beastly power, might as well be Batman. He's the one. He, he looked like a robot. That was a really thick, clunky costume. You know, he looked like he looked like a he, he was wearing metal. Um, it was very ugly. Mm. It didn't it didn't permit the actor to convey anything through movement or motion. Which you know is is part of the pleasure of watching these films. It's just a stupid design and very characteristic of the of the film as a whole. Like. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, the film oh. has got. Well, it's something I was thinking about actually. The idea that these films are all Zack Snyder films, right? That uh, yeah. this one Zack Snyder directed as well. Yes, he did. It is. So he directed this one. He directed Batman vs Superman, which was also not. And good. he directed Man of Steel. Um, Which is also not good. But the, but these are films with a kind of singular vision, whereas what Marvel are doing is going the other way and trying to get in lots of different directors, particularly trying to get in, um, when they can, kind of kooky directors. Or directors who are, you know, sort of have voices. So like they had Edgar Wright. It worked for Thor. They had Edgar Wright for a long time on Ant-Man, although he ended up um, uh, leaving. Yes. Um, obviously they had... Uh, Taika Waititi doing Thor, and you can tell. And you can tell, yeah. But so... But the thing is, you can also tell with this that this is one man's singular vision of what he thinks, the, what, what he conceives of the world as being. Well, what a clunky, and, dumb, and it's, corny version it is. Yeah. Really. I think the film is portentous. You know, I, part of what was lovely about all the original Superman films 
is that they were just so witty and smart and, you know, mm. and playful, right? And so there was all the other stuff going on, but, you know, kind of, they were witty, they were funny, and the romance was believable, right? This is all meant to be taking place on a higher metaphoric, iconic level. Mm. You know, everything is, like, so serious, um, and, and it's clunky with it, and the, the vision of the world is really, like, a dumb one. But I do think yeah. that's... If, if, it, if it was successful, I think it's not a bad thing to reach for, the idea that this could actually really mean something, which oh, no, I think no. is really what it's trying to do. But he, but it is, as you say, so clunky and heavy-handed. For for films to mean something is obviously, you know, or it should be everybody's goal, yeah. you know. But especially so I don't compared, want to praise him for just having the same goal as everybody else. The fact, no, is, but what I mean is, especially compared to something like Marvel, where the idea is to just essentially be light and and not really weigh upon you, and and just kind of keep you going. The idea that actually your your film you're meant to be he wants to do like a Christopher Nolan version. He wants to do like the bit like a multi million dollar blockbuster art movie. That's what he's trying to do. Well, that's what he achieved with Watchmen. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, he's far from that goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time around, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I I went in as a fan, and and I do think I got uh, a lot more pleasure from you. I actually liked. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa, which I thought I, I couldn't believe they'd cast Jason Momoa as Aquaman because who is know. Jason Momoa? I, I mean, I know he's Aquaman, but who is he? Um, well, all I know him from is Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, where um, you know he was. Oh, I might forget what uh, what Ronan, the tribe Ronan Dex. Oh no, Stargate Atlantis. Cal Drogo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. See, I, he looked to me like one of those guys who's a wrestler who's become he was an actor. A Dothraki. That's oh, is, was there a Dothraki? Anyway, he Cal. was in Game of Thrones, and he was he was the lover of the Dragon Queen. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's uh, a powerful warlord of the Dothraki people. There which you is go. Just, right? He's a, he's a thringy thing in the Bloomy Land. It's good. He's good in that actually, and I like that. Uh, uh, and he was good in this, and I didn't expect him to be because. Well, I mean, if you're going to play a fisherman with any sense of seriousness, you've really lost it, and he does it with a sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, so I thought him and Ezra are the ones that came off best. Yes. Uh, Gail Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman. I Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. She's wonderful uh, to look at. But actually, she's given so many stupid lines. She's dabbing with fake praise. It sounded like you were going <laughs> to. She's wonderful. To look at. Oh well, I didn't mean it that way, <laughs> you know. But uh, uh, I mean, what she's what she's made to do. Her backstory is stupid, you know. The spining away for Stephen, and then actually, what I didn't like that was not the case with the Wonder Woman movie is that they make a mother of her, right? She's always the one who's concerned for the others and who's understanding, and it's such a cliched, mm. stereotypical woman role that actually I think it undermines what the Wonder <coughs> Woman film achieved. I think the problem with the Wonder Woman film, it got lots and lots of praise, and I liked it as well, but I had a problem with it, which was, what's the, what's the villain? The villain is David Tulis, mm. and he is kind of personified evil, ultimately. And and it comes up with this this interesting idea of how do you fight evil? How do you how do you genuinely fight something that that powerful and that kind of all-encompassing? And, and actually what the film says is you punch it. Mm. That's what Wonder Woman says in the end. Punch evil and it will go away. Yeah. Mm. Well, wasn't into that. I, I mean, I think that that's also the problem with like the whole Superman thing here, actually, because it's almost as soon as they resuscitate him 
and he comes back, then you just know, like, the the, the game is won, really. Um, but I also don't like the way that all of these things are filmed. I, 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 I didn't like the busyness of everything, like the busyness of the image all the time. Mm. You know, and you felt that nothing was that nobody was actually going to get hurt. No, yeah, nobody that you had any stake in in the film was ever really going to get hurt. You know, which makes the whole exercise to me also pointless. That wasn't quite what I felt. I, I have felt like that in films before, and I know what you mean. But I think in this film, it wasn't the case that I didn't. I think normally when when you feel like no one's going to get hurt, it's because you don't feel the reality of of the, the situation, you don't feel that the punches are really happening, you don't, you know, you, you see it as fake. Whereas in this film, most of that I thought was reasonably convincing, it was just I didn't, I didn't have any stake in the people, I didn't care about the characters. Yeah, well, I think we're saying the same thing, really. In different you know. ways, but I didn't, um, I didn't care if they got hurt, rather than Oh, okay, no, wouldn't. no, I, well, A, I didn't care if they got hurt, but also, you know, kind of the geography of the action, kind mm. of where things are going, and how they're landing, and what the effect of landing is going to be on someone. You know, it just wasn't clear. It is muddled. Uh, and the action scenes don't have kind of compelling storylines to them, which action has to, right? Yeah. You have to say that actually action, action scenes evolve, you know? And it's not just a case of punching and then it stops. You know, they have, they have kind of miniature storylines within them. And I, actually, I think the best action is when the, it's about the characters, really. And each of these characters... So there's, there's something about the parents, right? Which, which I think the film is aware of but doesn't actually do anything with, which could be a theme. Everyone has some sort of parental issue. Yes. Obviously, Superman's, had, historically, his parents, his step-parents, uh, looking after him, and his, he had, there was all the stuff with his dad in the previous film. Yes. And, he, and, and his dad shows up in a photo in this one, so it's not like the film doesn't, you know, is ignoring that. Um, obviously, Batman, the whole reason that he's Batman is because his parents were killed in front of him. Uh, Gal Gadot, uh, so uh, Diana Prince... And the, her mother. And her mother. I can't remember exactly what goes on with them, but there's some relationship with them, and she ends up, I can't remember to be honest, from Wonder Woman. But that was from Wonder Woman. And it does show up here a little bit. Um, uh, the Flash, his dad's in prison. Yes. Well, for a crime that maybe he didn't do. But anyway, but it, you, you get a couple of scenes with his dad, with his dad saying, you've got to stop coming here. You're, you know, you're holding back your own life. But, and he says, never say that to me again. You know, I love you, dad. Oh. Um, Aquaman, there's one line about him not knowing his mum. Yes. And he's obviously kind of bitter about that. But that's a single line. And Cyborg, the Victor Stone guy, um, he's he's kept alive, essentially against his wishes, from an accident that he would have died in, by his dad, who's turned him into this thing, and he hates his life, and he wants to die. So everyone has something about their parents. Yes. You'd think that like these kind of parental relationships would... would They would connect over them, or they would kind of make it into the, the action sequences in a way that's like... They, you know, they're fighting for something they realise. So, for instance, the, uh, the the cyborg character, he realises at the end of the film, I want to live. I don't want to die. Yeah. That's like, that's the one real kind of uh, character progression that actually matters in the whole film. Well, actually, I, no, I think that, to be fair, I think that each character is given something. So, uh, um, you know, the Flash... Uh, um, the Flash has to learn to get to involved in the with fight. People, yeah, learn how to fight, get a job, right? Mm. Mature in that way. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Aquaman, you know, has to learn to take responsibility for his realm, which he's been avoiding doing. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman has to get over the death of her, the man she loved, and kind of make a contribution to the world. 
blah blah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's that, so that, banal. But that's why <laughs> I say the only one that mattered was cyborgs because they do sort of have them. But it's the only one that I felt when he says, "I want to live." Superman yeah. says, "I you know I like living." And he says, so do I. It's when they're about to do the thing that could kill them. Yes. And break these block boxes apart. That's the one where I felt, oh man, I felt that, you know. I... To me, the only people who seemed remotely real and empathetic and, you know, people that you wanted to see more of because, you know, they brought another dimension to the film was Diane Lane, right? I just mm. love watching her. Superhero's mom. Uh, yeah, super, uh, Superman's, Superman's mom. mom, yeah. She's she's just wonderful to look at, uh, and you know she she's always conveying feeling, in a way that's very transparent. I think she's a great actress. And the other person who I like watching very much was actually the Flash's dad, whom I can't find. Billy Crudup. That was Billy, I thought it was Billy Crudup. I can watch Billy Crudup do anything. Um, He's fantastic. Yeah, and you know he only got like a few minutes, but he was wonderful. Yeah. Well, if uh, that maybe, yeah, like a minute and a half. He's in two scenes. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, anyway, a very poor show, a great I, um, disappointment. Too many stupid lines. Like uh, uh, there was a point right at the start, Diana Prince, uh, uh, Wonder Woman is um, foiling this this bomb in a in a bank, and um, you know these guys take over some bank in London, and it's all terroristy. And then she gets her lasso of truth. Yes. She wraps it around you, and you tell the truth. And the guy says, um, "We're a terrorist set from such and such." It's like, uh, well, that's such stupid. Who? No terrorist would actually call themselves a terrorist. They'd say, we're freedom fighters from this, yes. that, and the other. We believe in this. No one would just say, I'm a terrorist. That's just writing. Yeah. You know? And then there's a bit later on where the guy, the cyborg guy, who's super smart and can interact with computers and stuff, um, uh, he says, they're, they're talking about whether this kind of magic box can bring Superman back to life. And he says, I've run the numbers, and there's a high probability we can bring it back. It's like, what numbers? Yes. Show me the maps. Show me the, the things you plugged in. Like, oh, I've run some numbers. <laughs> Fucking stupid. And there's quite a lot of that in this. You know, and there's all this hacking stuff. Oh, I'm just sitting down and hacking. Oh, the, the computer's going haywire. Oh, the, the, the. There's a lot of that. Really yes. stupid movie stuff. You were stuff. so annoyed throughout the whole film. I got really annoyed by that because it's aggressively stupid. It's not even playing. At, at, <laughs> you know, I'm like, so he's, so the, the, um, the evil, the, the, the villain... He's got, there are these three boxes. This is what brings the characters together. There's these three boxes. There's, um, and, and when the, it's like the, the rings, right? Lord of the Rings. Yes. Like they're all brought together and they can wreak destruction. And this guy wants to bring all these three boxes together because they'll combine and they will return Earth to looking like hell, which, yes. he, which is where he comes from and that's where he can rule. You know, and that's fine. That's apparently that's all you need. Um, so the three boxes, they were split up. So the fishmen got one. Uh, the Amazons got another, and men got another, and he recombines them. And um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. That, 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 what was I talking about? I was talking about how stupid the thing was. Oh, that's uh, right. So he, he steals the box. He steal. He fi- he's si- he finally stolen the uh, the man's box, and and but but because the box was used to make cyborg. Um, they like sharing energy, so we can track it down. So he goes, okay, I'll track it down. And what ha- and what the tracking down is is just in the background of some scenes while other people are talking. He's there with this big holographic globe, and he's just spinning it at random, like trying to make it look like he's doing something. But <laughs> like, there's no methodology to what he's doing. I'm watching him going, how are you searching this thing? You're just spinning. <laughs> it really wound me up because it's not nothing, right? Like like the holographic thing has been put in by CGI. 
Yes. You know, they put a lot of work and into this. And they've gone, so so they're going, how, how should we do this? Twirling. Well, let's just have it spin. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean by it's stupid. Like, it's not just that the, the plot and everything's stupid. It's the details, you know? They've built a world which is stupid. Yes. I also hated Jeremy Irons in it. Yes. Um, you know, again, and right from the beginning. So he appears, and he appears wearing these stupid, like, Doc brown Doc Martin things laced up to his knees, you know, um, and unshaven, and you just think, you know, every characterization of Alfred that you've ever seen, he would never show up. Like he's that. the butler, right? yeah, you know, exactly. Smart, you know, he's not like some kind of you know seventy year old bohemian kind of ex punk. <laughs> yeah. Your dad's mug. And he just, he's just phoning it in. I mean, that's such a nothing performance. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even try. But I hated the unshavenness, actually. Mm. You know, because actually the scene begins with Batman shaving. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it should be the other way around. He needs to be John Gilgood from Arthur. <laughs> he would have been perfect. What uh, I do... If what, he wasn't um, dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I do like about this, and, and it goes along with the Marvel films as well, is... I like the way that people talk about heroes and villains in casual conversation. Civilians do as well. They talk about, you know, um, oh, the, the big green guy in, you know, in, mm. in the Marvel movies, or they talk about another alien invasion coming in this one. And I, and because I think people talk about these films as as uh, reflecting basically a post nine eleven world. Mm. And in the post nine eleven world, the real world, terrorism has become an everyday thing. Like yeah. the latest terrorist attack. Oh, there's another one in Manchester. There's one in London. There's one in wherever it is, and and the way that people talk about the villains and heroes in this, I think reflects that it in a way that actually I quite like. It's so it's you know um, the idea of people talking about the new normal, yes. right? What's become the new normal? Well, the new normal in superhero movies is that superheroes aren't weird anymore. Yes, you know these they just exist and they happen, and it's the same thing in. In uh, in real life, that the new normal is evil Disaster. acts all the time. <laughs> yeah, but we become kind of desensitized to it. Yes, the... I kind of actually I, I thought the film was interesting in the in the in terms of how it started, you know, because it does show like you know a certain kind of chaos, right? So bank foreclosures and mm. you know, so it does kind of present a world in which kind of injustice rules. I thought that was interesting. Mm. But of course. You know, kind of by the end of the film, it kind of it it reorders everything. Order is brought to bear on everything again, and who does it? Like you know, the multi billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Bought a bank. Actually, yeah, I bought a bank. It's exactly. it's a reflex for me. So. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed Superman uh, returning to life. So they bring him back to life, and he doesn't remember anything, he doesn't really remember where he is, so he just kind of becomes this kind of almost like evil robot Superman, which is mm. just defending itself. Mm. And so there's uh, there's the Flash, there's Cyborg, there's Wonder Woman, and there's... Um, Batman. No, Aquaman. Yeah. Batman shows up later because he's slow, because he only has a rope to get around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are fucking flying and running at the speed of light. But, and, so, and so he kind of starts to attack them. And... And it, the film makes an incredibly compelling case for how amazing Superman is and how terrible and useless all the other superheroes are that you don't even need them. Like, 
they're only there to bring him back to life. And then once he's back, it's like, well, why are you even here? Because they, so they all, um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Cyborg kind of grapple with him. And he's just like holding them off mm. really easily. And then it goes into super slow-mo mode where, cause it's like, cause the way that films do the flash mm. and, and people like, is it Quicksilver in X-Men as well? Yes. They slow everything down and just show this one character moving really quickly, which is always really fun to watch. Mm. So that's how they do it in this, because this is the Flash's main skill, is he can run super fast. But what you forget about Superman is he's faster than a speeding bullet. It's just that no one ever shows Superman in that slow-mo way. Yes. They just show speedy stuff, but they, yes. you know, um, they don't show but, actually from his perspective. So when they slow it all down, and you have the Flash running up to him... That was a good moment. Superman turns his head in slow motion to look at him, and you go, it's like, did you ever see Sinister? No. It's this film, this horror film... Where this guy's like analyzing uh, like fil- frames of film, right? And there's one point where there's a frame of film in, in uh, like a still on a computer screen, and as he looks away from the screen, like this this guy in the frame of film turns his head, and you, the audience, you go fucking hell, <laughs> holy shit, <laughs> the thing just moved, and it's like that. It's like oh my god, Superman moved in 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 freeze frame. He's he's that much better than everybody else. You why these? The, you, there's no reason for these other other heroes at all. Superman is just so much better. Yes, I I actually thought that um, to me that was a problem. I mean, there should have been more of a threat to Superman. You know, because Superman in the comic books is vulnerable to all kinds of things, right? There's there's kryptonite lying around everywhere, and there's red kryptonite and green kryptonite, and you know all kinds of colors of kryptonite that all have different effects on him. I think it would have been good, you know, to make him more vulnerable so that the team aspect of the Justice League is brought forward more. Because, like you say, as soon as Superman appears, like, the others might as well not be there, really. They're, yeah, you know, they're made, they're made to seem useless, which really shouldn't have been the case. If it's meant to be a team film. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um... But, like I say, on the other hand, it made, it, it made, super, it made Superman, for the first time, really feel that much more powerful... Yes. Like, because Superman really is. The whole point is he's, there's, there's, he's totally unbeatable. Yes. And this, and this is a film where I went, oh, I believe it now. I really felt Superman was that powerful. It's just unfortunate that they're trying to make it a useful team, and it's not. Yes. Because it just, it only needs Superman. Yes. Um, anyway, it was interesting as well, because I think the cinema was almost all full, really. Yeah, you know, we on a Saturday night. On a Saturday night, um, you know, we had to sit in the first, in the second row, because there was... All the other seats further back were entirely sold out. Um, so, and there's going to be a lot of people disappointed tonight. Well, I mean, <laughs> people are stupid, though. <laughs> people are stupid, they'll accept anything. I, most, I, 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 how many people in the audience do you think know who Steppenwolf is? How many people would you think were unable to take the villain seriously because when they heard Steppenwolf, they thought of Born to be Wild? Because that's my whole thing. I could not get out of my head. Whenever someone says Steppenwolf, I thought that's a silly name because it's the name of a rock band. Well, but I think you might be unique in things. Exactly. That's the thing. Most of these people, they don't know any of that shit. They'll just buy it. They'll just go, it's fine. I don't know. The audience reaction in the cinema wasn't so hot. No, that's true. Well, there were, yeah, mild laughs. They're mild, and that's about it. But you hopefully, know, but with they the did cinema all... that full, a film that worked, it would have been rocking. Hopefully, they did all think it was terrible. Yes, well, we'll see the numbers at the end. Because it week. was terrible. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. and I was having an awful time. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we better leave it. <laughs> How awful was your. <laughs> no, let's leave it. Uh... <laughs>